When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley. Really appreciate you guys coming and visiting my little corner of the world where... I always talk about things real in my life, like mom life or relationships, shopping sometimes it is, sometimes it's my workout, and sometimes it's the stuff that I'm kind of like, ugh, should I really be talking about that? Is this going to be a downer for some people? But I find that sometimes when I get to the nitty gritty and just delve into the things that most people can't talk about or are afraid to talk about, that I really connect. And that is really the main goal of this podcast is to, you know, just show you the different facets of my life that I've gone through in terms of good times and bad that can help and make you feel a little bit less alone, if that makes any sense. You know, so today I wanted to talk about the art of detaching and detaching with love. I know a lot of y'all are like, what kooky shit is she about to get into right now? But bear with me. So I had a little bit of a rough week where a lot of things just seemed to crumble and go wrong in a time where I was like, what the F? Like, things are fabulous in life. My son is healthy. I have a lot of friends. I have a job that's great. I have a boyfriend that's amazing. Like, you know, but then stressors pop up and most of these stressors are things without my control. They're not within something that I can rein in and fix myself. And that is so hard for me to deal with because I always want to be that person that is hands-on with my emotions and my actions. And sometimes both of those get there better of me, my emotions and my actions. Matter of fact, like, like seven times out of 10, I think to myself, well, maybe I could have reined it in a little bit there or, you know, maybe I could have just breathed through it and, you know, exited to the left. But it's not my strongest suit. I I can absolutely admit my faults in certain situations. And I was having a rough go at this art of detaching this week. And, you know, the boyfriend whom I absolutely love and respect, and he's been through a lot in his 30 some years of living and you know, he's a police officer. He's seen some really tough things. He's been through some really tough things and had to literally take his mind and put it somewhere else in order to cope with the things that he's faced. And he he, he was like, babe, you know, have you thought about detachment? And you think about the word detach of like breaking off and getting away from and you think of it in this like negative playing field that you're like, well, I can't do that or I don't want to do that or I want to fight the good fight and be in it and rawr. And sometimes in situations, that's not always the great thing to do. You know, like I've always been a fighter. I've always been the spicy one. It was always my MO to be like, ah, nah, nobody puts Riley in the corner. And although I still think I am all those things, sometimes in situations, you just can't change it. 
And by you reacting and stressing yourself out and popping a pimple on your face or sprouting a new gray hair, it's not going to change anything. And that's really hard for me to grasp. So I was looking up detaching, detachment, all of the things thereof in Pinterest. And I found this meme that was called detaching with love. And it you know, gave a couple of examples of how you can walk away from a situation without feeling like you've lost your control or feeling like you gave in to somebody that didn't deserve that, that deserved straight being told about themselves, which just don't, you, you don't have the capacity to do that or you don't want to do that. So a couple of things they said, well, all of the things they said popped out at me, but this one was a list that said, the first one was focus on what you can control. This has always been a tough one for me because I didn't think of myself as a control freak in the past, but I guess I kind of am. And I guess maybe that came with age and being stuck in my ways of things or just having it up to my eyeballs with certain things that I had put up with in the past that I'm not willing to put up with now. But I do have to sometimes take it back a couple of steps and focus on, all right, I can't, I can't control what this person is saying to me. I can't control what this person is doing to me. I can't control the traffic. I can't control the weather. I can't control a lot of things in a lot of situations, but I can control my reaction. And I'm not sitting here saying that I'm an angel because I'm a yeller. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm the one that's just like, I talk for a living. I will say something to you. Sometimes you got to control that. And that's one of the things I'm working on. Another one said, pause and refocus so you can respond rather than react. Pausing again is not my... My boyfriend teases me about this all the time because I'll ask him something and he will do this. He'll take a second to ponder, think about his thoughts, think about the words he wants to have coming out of his mouth. And me, I'm like, what? No reaction? Huh? You're not going to say anything? Love you, boo. I mean, it, it is an art to just wait for a second. Think about where you want your words to go because once you let those words out you can't take them back you can say you're sorry but they're out there so that's a hard one for me this one is one I'm really 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 working on it said respond in a new way such as making a joke or shrugging it off I'm not really that much of a jokester but the whole shrugging it off like literally taking a moment to breathe and just go all right you know what that person's misery is not my problem I'm working on it. (laughs) Another one is allow people to make their own good or bad decisions. So I've had a couple of people that I love them dearly, love them dearly, but they're going through some rough times with other people, breakups and friendship breakings up and stuff like that. And they continuously allow, you know, other people to hurt them. And so as their friend, I want to be like, what the hell? What are you doing? And I almost get to the point where I get mad because I care about them so much and I want to tell them to cut the cord But you can't be responsible or take that upon themselves if they've got bad decisions going on. Or if you watch someone that you really love making a bad decision and you there and want to take on that bad decision and take it away from them, no. No, no, no. Don't give advice or tell people what they should do. That one is really not that difficult for me anymore unless you're someone super close to me. Like, you know, I I, I don't really waste my breath on that. And that sounds kind of harsh, but a lot of times... People that aren't close enough to you to give advice, they're not going to hear it anyway. And then you're just going to end up frustrated because they don't listen to you. Don't obsess about other people's problems. I used to do this a lot, but now I just can't because I don't have the headspace for it. I'm very much about energy and in like, you know, I I read The Secret all the time and the um, series by Rhonda Byrne. They're amazing. I suggest them highly if you haven't checked them out. 
but it talks about like sucking in and focusing on other people's energy that's just not yours. But then when you do that, you there and almost soak up their problems like a sponge cake and no, no. Set emotional boundaries by letting others know how to treat you. This is my biggest one lately. The whole emotional boundaries thing of, you know, because I, I talk for a living. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a public figure. So a lot of times people will do or say rude things to me because I'm like, okay, well, you know, I can take it and fluff it off my back and just smile and slip into Riley on the air mode and just shrug it off. But then you're the one going home and sitting in that emotional poo poo and they don't know that. And they're going to continue to do that if you don't tell them how to treat you. I'm a crier, right? So a lot of times people will do or say things that really affects me and I haven't set that emotional boundary for them. I haven't told them like, hey, I'm not cool with the way you speak to me in a calm manner, you know, like not going off on them, but hey, I'm not all right with you, you know, saying this, that and the third because it makes me uncomfortable. I really think I'm setting emotional boundaries and teaching other people how to treat you in a respectful way so that they have no other choice than to hopefully listen to what you're saying is super important. This one too, like I have had so many conversations with myself, my friends, my family on this one. Give your expectations a reality check. Let me say that one again. Give your expectations a reality check. Lord have mercy have I done some work on this one because I've had relationships, I've had friendships, I've had situations in my own family where I have been constantly let down by what they've done because I expect so much of them because I care so much about them. And sometimes your expectations are not other people's reality. You can't force your expectations on them and expect them to meet them. I'm not saying that you can't have high standards. That's not it. But if somebody repeatedly shows you who they are repeatedly and you expect more and keep getting hurt by that expectation... The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I don't know who wrote that, but it's a very, very good quote. (laughs) I'm probably going to get yelled at for not knowing who said that, but my point still stands. Um, Another one that was kind of cool is do something for yourself. Focus on what's best for you and your emotional and physical health and well-being. For me, that's always working out. Like legit, I will have the worst day possible and I will go and I will work out, sweat, throw some weights around, like legit be in pain from the workout, but leave. And then that surge of emotions, man, it's there. Sometimes after the worst emotional roller coaster of a day, I just need to go take a very slow walk with my dog. And emotionally go through, like, take inventory of my head. That sounds weird and psychosomatic, but I mean, like, go through the list of the things that I'm thankful for. Go slow down, put my phone away, and appreciate the breeze through the leaves. Sounds so weird, but I legit promise you, if you do something, go buy yourself a new pair of underwear. That's another one that I do all the time. Like, do something little for yourself. Manny Petty is always good. I mean... Do something for yourself. It's crazy how we as people just like forget about self-care. And I know that that's become like a catchphrase on Instagram and stuff like that. But I really do think it's important because I was 
legit going through a mental breakdown like a year ago. And I know that sounds dramatic, but it's just like I didn't know how to take care of myself. All I was doing is like running on empty and burning the candle at both ends of coffee and Red Bull. Take care of my son. Go to work. Be a good friend. Be a good daughter. Do it again. Do the you know what I mean? Like I go into a tailspin just talking about it. And it's important to do something for yourself, for your physical and mental well-being, whatever that is. Stay on your side of the street. Yeah. I I have in past been a person that was addicted to drama. If it was, you know, this is a lot in my younger years and maybe even up until a couple years ago before I had a mother and I had time, too much time on my hand. It's like you just get sucked in other people's crap. And it's just like, you know what? I happen to know for myself now, if I stay on my side of the street and I just focus on being a mommy and the best girlfriend I can and a great radio personality and all of that, it doesn't matter what home home person, homeboy, homegirl, you know, because I don't want y'all to think I'm talking about a specific person. Doesn't matter what this person over there is getting paid, getting that I didn't get, doing what I didn't do, looking the way that I don't, don't matter. Don't scroll through that Instagram feed wishing you had this, that, and the third or being upset because that person has what you do not. Stay on your side of the street. That whole thing about the grass ain't always greener on the other side. Here I go with my quotes again. Very apparent in this situation. Take some space from an unproductive argument. I feel like this applies when like you're having an argument and this is like so many times me that like, you know, you have a valid point. You know that you are right. And I'm not talking about always being right, but there's some situations where you know you have some weight in this argument and you didn't do anything wrong and you need to get a point across because it's a relationship that you can't walk away from. You can't just completely detach even with love from. But that doesn't mean that you can't take a break. You can't take a minute and go, you know what? I'm not going to win this right now. But hopefully when I go back and I refocus, maybe try a different approach, maybe have something different to say, maybe just breathe for a day, a week, even a month sometimes. Take a break from that unproductive argument before it gets worse, before you, you let those words walk out of your mouth that can't walk back and can't be forgotten. And another one, this is when, you know, you have people in your life again that you can't walk away from is like, this was a different one that I read, but choose not to visit dysfunctional family members and friends. And if you have to be around them, arrive late or leave early for a long time. And my relationship with my family has gotten oodles and oodles and oodles better over the years. But for a long time, it was like a chore to see them and it would just wreck my brain every time because we would always fight and we would expect it to be this perfect family moment and it just wasn't. And there and I felt guilty because their family, eh -eh. like I don't, I might get some flack for this, but I don't necessarily believe that family just deserves your time and your effort because they're family. They get a little more leeway and maybe a lot more chances because they're family, but I don't think that if it's a dysfunctional situation, you should force yourself to be in there. I'm the person when it comes to my family, I was always the brat and she's just the me, 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 me one. And and for a long time, I just ate that. Then when I grew into a woman, as a mother, as a professional, I started setting those emotional boundaries like we were talking before and learned to teaching people how to treat me. Like, look, if you're going to be shady, if you're not going to show up for me, if you're not going to be considerate or show up for my child, then look, I'm just not going to put the effort into you. I'll be there for you when you want to extend the olive branch, but I'm not going to waste all of my energy on you. And then another one was leave dangerous situations. A lot of times, situations don't seem, quote, 
dangerous to us at the time because we're so engulfed in what's happening at the moment. We think, you know, oh, it's fine. I can just stay with this person that's being mentally abusive to me because he would never hurt me. He would never do anything. Nothing would ever go further than that. And then someday it does. No personal experience there at all. (laughs) Seriously, leave dangerous situations. Whatever that is from you, whatever it means, whoever it is, if it feels in your gut like it's not right, bye. (laughs) You guys, I really hope this one helped. I, I try not to do too many super serious ones, but I really like getting to the nitty gritty of things that are happening. I didn't really want to delve into too much of what was really happening to me this week and the, the minor details of it, because then I think I would be violating some of this list I just gave you of detaching with love. I don't want you to soak up my problems, but I really want to help you with yours. And hopefully this did. And hopefully you will come back next week and listen to more of Really Riley. Thanks, you guys. I hope you have a great week.